Hey, this is Mike Brake, the lead pastor at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. Just want to say thank you so much for stopping by the podcast today. I hope you feel encouraged and I hope you feel inspired today to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Enjoy the message. What are you going to tell the next generation about growing up in 2020? We're starting a brand new series today and through the next few weeks called Growing Up in 2020. What are you going to tell the next generation about growing up in 2020? I know for many of us, like we had high expectations for 2020. It was the start of a new decade, right? We were going in with high hopes. 2019 was a struggle for some of us, for a lot of us. Uh, maybe maybe 2020 was that year when we were headed in. It was like, this is the year for vision, right? 2020 vision, 20 clarity. We need some clarity and some focus in 2020. I don't know when we're like little kids, you're like, oh, 2020, like, man, we're going to be in flying cars uh, in, in 2020. And uh, like the movies that have flopped where you're like, oh man, I'm looking forward to that movie, The Mask. I'm looking forward to that movie, Twilight. And then it was terrible. Like it has not been what it has, was all cracked up to, to be, right? Like like my first kiss, I remember in the seventh grade, <laughs> going back to the seventh grade, my first kiss, I remember I was like, hey, we've been we've been going out for I wouldn't even though we didn't never go out anywhere. We've been going out for, for two weeks. And I was like, all right, this is the day. This is the time school's going to end. We're going to be at our lockers and, uh, you know, I'm, we're going to I'm going to have my first kiss. And so gets to the end of the day. There's my girlfriend who we've been going out. We're getting ready to say goodbye. And I was like, hey, we gave each other a hug. And then I closed my eyes and I leaned out and I puckered up and there was nothing. <laughs> that that was, I got nothing back. And I opened my eyes. It was kind of like blink, blink. Is, did, did you leave or whatever? And she, she was like, ugh, ugh, like looking back. And, and she's like, oh. And then she gave me a little peck on the, on the, on the cheek. And I felt like a complete idiot. It was totally not... <laughs> what I was expecting a complete flop at the same time she kissed me on the cheek and I was like, woohoo, I'm ready to go. So um, 2020 <laughs> is, has been for a lot of us miserable. But what if the year that has this world turned upside down is also the year for growth? Let me flip this question around. What do you want to tell the next generation about growing up in 2020? Not what, you know, not what are you going to tell them? What do you want to tell? See, what I want for you as a pastor, like I want you to be growing in your relationships right now. I want you to be growing in your faith and in your purpose. What if, yes, Leanne, yes, that is the question for today. What if all of this is about growth? What is seemingly not what I expected, not what I preferred, not what I wanted, not what I could have imagined. What if it was all meant for growth? What if? I want to ask the question today. What if God is doing something beyond what you could even imagine? This is the setting of the early church. And in this series, 
we're going to look at the very first church in the first century that grew up. They grew up and overcame insurmountable odds. They, they grew up in the face of persecution and couldn't be stopped. They turned the world upside down in the first century, and it has continued on today, and it is placed into your hands and my hands to say, what are you going to tell the next generation about growing up in 2020? How did they do it? They loved, they gave, we're going to see that they served, that they had purpose. Yeah. Amanda, 2020 has revealed what's truly important. And if you're anything like me, it's shown some dark sides of us too. Like, oh man, I had some priorities that I, I didn't think they were high priorities, but they have, God has really revealed some things in my heart that were truly important that don't need to be as important. We're going to look at the, the early church and, and all of this too, I'm not minimizing your real frustration, the real hardship and pain that you're facing, the anxiety, the uncertainty, the, the financial unrest, I'm not negating any of that. So no matter where you are today, if you're just checking out Freedom for the very first time, or you've been coming since the beginning, or it, like if you've taken some steps forward in your faith and you've grown, this series is for you. If, if you've taken some steps back in your faith and you're like just kind of checking this out, Perfect. This is great for you. And if in 2020, you feel like it has been a flop, like you have tripped and done a face plant, we serve a risen Savior. Growth for you in 2020, all of this, what if this is about growth, is not based on hype. It is based on hope. Amen. We have a risen Savior, a God who is alive, who is in control who says, I haven't stopped in 2020. I'm continuing to work in 2020. And I want to work with you, in you, and through you. I want to grow you up in 2020. And I, I want to take that journey with you. So no matter where you're at, let's get back up on our feet today and let's grow together. We're going to look at, we're going to look at the, uh, the first church. And Jesus, I'm going to look at this first because I asked the question, uh, what, is, what is a disciple? Go ahead and answer that in the, in the comments. Some of you guys did that in Freedom Online, and feel free to go ahead and, and repost some of your, your comments. What is a disciple? Jesus said this. He said, he told his disciples in Matthew 28, all right, so he said to his disciples, go and make disciples. I like how um, Daniel, he's, and many of you talked about students and, and, and teachers, um, this idea that, um, you were a disciple, but you were to go and make disciples. You were st to go and teach other people. So it wasn't a job just for pastors. This was everyone who calls themselves a disciple were to go and be teaching and mentoring um, other people. And he says, go and make disciples. Now, for a lot of us, part of it, and I think, Becky, you kind of alluded to this. Some of you guys, some of the others did too. It's a disciple, someone who learns too, right? Someone who says, I'm going to follow Jesus and I'm going to get to know him and I'm going to get to grow in my relationship with him. I mean, that's part of what this, your, your purpose in life is to get to know Jesus, is to get to know your creator, God, who loves you. Like have a relationship with him. So it is to know God, 
but it's also to make him known. And so for some of us, um, here's a, here's a verse that I want to put up here. This is in Colossians where he says, Hey, um, let your roots grow down into him. Isn't that so awesome? Like let's grow deep in our relationship. Let those roots just anchor in him and grow. And that's a big part of our life. But also, I will also say it's a big pet peeve of mine. Because you and I have known, this is why we, we kind of have these church hurts and we've been burned by church, because we've known people who just, who just are deep into knowledge. But there's no action or substance or verb to it. Like we, I'm so grateful for this right now media that, we get to consume some content, but it is absolutely fruitless if we consume content, but then it doesn't translate to living it out. It, it is completely fruitless to get to know God, but then we don't share that knowledge and love with other people, right? We know this. We know this. I like how my wife says this sometimes. She's talking about people reading a book or watching a Bible study series, you are not allowed to watch another uh, Bible series. <laughs> you are not allowed to read another book until you do what you read about in the last uh, Bible study, right? Like it's part of the knowledge is like it should produce fruit. And we go, let your roots grow down deep so you can, you can multiply. So, that's a pet peeve of mine. I want you to grow in your relationship with God. Yeah, and and Matt, you said, uh, you know, information's not is is not the same thing as is knowledge. And I know it's wording and semantics. Part of it is what I'm trying to say is you um, you need to know your Creator, know God, but it should transfer in making Him known. And that's where we're going to look at today um, as we continue on um, with this. I want to look at this first church. In verse four, um, this, so Jesus says, hey, go and make disciples, right? And in the book of Acts, if you've never read it, it's a phenomenal book, but it is like the blueprint for what churches, how the church started. And there's some things in there that are historical, that, okay, this is how it's done in, in history. And then there's other things that are kind of like prescriptive for the rest of the church. There's some things in there that are not prescriptive. Like when they, when Judas had committed suicide, so they went to replace Judas as the leader uh, and they rolled dice, they cast lots to see who was going to be in next. Uh, that's not how we choose our, our connect group leaders. Oh, well, we need a new leader. Let's roll dice and see who's up. You know, we're, that's not prescriptive. That, that was just descriptive of how it, it was done. But this is huge. This is foundational at the start. It says, once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, so Jesus, Jesus is with his disciples. This is a risen Jesus, by the way. The one who they had just weeks before saw brutally executed. They saw him die. And now he's alive. And he's eating with them, okay? Some would say that they were uh, the, the first Baptist church because they were having a, a potluck dinner. I don't, I'm just making that up. It's not real. Um, it's about to go Pentecostal here in a little bit. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. 
And as I told you before, John the Baptist, John baptized with you uh, with water. But in this a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to pause right here because you, I read something and, and this is not something we would under. He says, do not leave Jerusalem. What if, what if growth came through an unsafe place? Think about Jerusalem, what had just transpired. And we have the privilege of, of having read through the book of Acts. So we know what's on the other side of these chapters in chapter 2 and chapter 3 and chapter 4. Jerusalem was not safe for Christians. They were about to be persecuted. Most of these disciples were going to be executed, martyrs for their faith. What if God was saying your area of growth was in this place where you had to wait for God to act? I don't want to wait. Why not now, God? And in an unsafe place, can't you protect us, God? But I'm going to tell you, whatever you are worried about, like God's promises are so much bigger than your worries. What are your what-if moments? What if exactly what you're facing today is exactly where God wants you? Like, what if He has you planted somewhere and you're, you're in the middle of the, the fertilizer? Like he has you planted in the ground and there's manure all around. Like if there was ever a fun time, I love to have fun and take care of business. If there was ever a fun time to put poop emojis in a church service, now the time to do it. Um, what if you were planted and that manure was actually doing some work? That it would actually produce a bigger harvest on the other side. Like some of us, we want so quickly to escape the manure and the fertilizer. I don't want to be planted here. And he says, wait in Jerusalem. What if? I, I hear Esther back in, in ancient times where, where Mordecai is telling Esther, perhaps in the middle of this most stressful situation, that God has you here for a purpose. Perhaps you were made for such a time as this. Perhaps you were made for such a time as this. Yes, I knew we could do it. I love this church. Martha, thank you. That makes me smile. One of my favorite comments of the day. Perhaps. It's like Jonathan in his armor bearer. Perhaps the Lord will give us victory while we're facing this horrible situation. What if? Now, I like what ifs for you. I like, you know what? I, I, if you told me your situation, if you told me your situation, I'd be like, hey, I know it seems hopeless. I, I know it seems like there's no way. What if God's doing something in this? Like, I can preach that to you all day long. I don't like what ifs for me. Like, no. Like, this week, Okay, school, it has been crazy. Now, let me just say this, because I grew up as a, a teacher's kid. My parents were teachers for 30 plus years. So I know kind of a little bit on the backside of, of, of teachers and families and how they live their life. And you teachers, you're rocking it and you're killing it. 
but I also know you're probably stressing too. I have yet to hear someone who's like, oh yeah, I'm loving how everything is going down right now. No, it has been dramatic to say the least. And I know everybody's trying their hardest, but it's been hard. So I've, I've been this week, I've been praying over my son. I've been, I've been casting out like evil spirits in him. Like Lord Jesus. I, I mean, I don't even normally go. I'm like, I'm praying over him. I don't know whatever evil spirit is over that kid, but I'm praying over him, you know, getting, getting Pentecostal up in here. And then God stopped me. He said, what if I'm growing your son right now? What if I'm growing you right now, Mike? What if in the heat of this battle that you're facing, Mike, I'm actually growing you and your son's relationship right now? What if you saw this from a little bit different perspective of not in the immediate, not in the now. I need you to wait a little bit because the manure needs to do its work. And what if there's growth? What if 2020 is the year that God closed the church doors so the gospel could actually go out. Let that sink in. What if this was the year for growth? Sometimes God will allow you to experience uncomfortable situations just to drive home the point that you rely on Him in him alone. Only God. Put that in the comments. Only God. Sometimes you will experience some moments in waiting or in an unsafe place because he's trying to drive home the point that you rely on him. He's the provider. You may go through a wilderness season. So when you are in the promised land, you'll know it was only God that we were here. Sometimes you will have something taken away from you. So you can rely on him that he is the provider. And you'll say only God is the one. Sometimes you will experience a great frustration in your life only in order to gain a greater focus. Amanda, you nailed that one. It has shown us our priorities. And for some of us, it, it has shown us where we have lost focus. And we would say, only God can bring that. What if you experience there's no way out of this? So when God makes a way, you would say, only God. I want you, as we grow up together in 2020, to have many only God moments. Do I want us to go through the ringer? Do I want the frustration and the wilderness and the pain, no. But if it leads you and I to a closer relationship with God, what if God is growing you in this moment? What if he's growing me? What if he's growing our relationships in this moment? I'll take it. Because I want to know my Lord and Savior. And I'll do whatever it takes. He's the provider. Only, only God. Yes, Andy, only God. I want those moments for you. I want those moments for me. And those disciples, he said, wait in Jerusalem. Wait in Jerusalem. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they, 
it's almost like they didn't even pay attention. He's so they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Like he says, wait here, you're going to get the Holy Spirit. Wait, Jesus, are you going to, you got to think about the context. They're not waiting. Are you going to free us from this oppression? Like Rome, remember, we're Israel. There's Rome, the government. They tried to kill you and they did kill you, but now you're alive. So is this the time? Are you going to overtake the, the government? I mean, are you going to establish this new earthly political kingdom? And this is kind of where we are in 2020. What's what's next, God? Like, you know, we're 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 in this hybrid um, teaching moment for some of us online with school. You know, and for, you know, like uh, for a lot of us, we're like, oh my gosh! All of a sudden, we got like bad Wi-Fi or bad connections. Like, oh, I can't log in. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, um, all that sort of stuff. And we're thinking, oh well, when we go into the hybrid mode, maybe that will be better. Or when if we just go into to full time, whatever's next, that would be better, right? Like that's going to solve our problems. Or for some of us, it's just like just get me back to normal. If we could, I don't want to wait. I just want to go back to normal. God, is this when you're going to solve all the problems, right? Or maybe you're hoping like just tw- get me out of 2020. Get me out of the political season. Get me into 2021. Like somehow, in some magical way, on January 1st, when when it strikes midnight on on December 31st, 2020, like somehow it's magically going to get better on January 1st. No, we life and culture would want to sell you on that, and that's what they do. Hey, you know what? When you have that first kiss, oh, it's going to be awesome. And then you know you're going to get into high school, and then you're going to go to college, and then you're going to get a, a job, and then you're going to get married, and then you're going to get a house, and you're going to have kids, and, and like whatever's next, it's always the pursuit of more, whatever's whatever that next thing is. And what you know and I know is it never satisfies. It's chasing carrots, as we talked about this summer, and that is not what Christianity is selling. God, Jesus, are you going to fix this now? And I love, I love how little Jesus pays attention. Watch, watch this. How little he pays attention to the politics of his day. He doesn't even, he doesn't even address it. Uh, Jesus, when, when are you going to save us from this oppression from the government? But you will, he goes right back to the Holy Spirit. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria. There's, this is loaded. This is so loaded that I don't have time. And to the ends of the earth. The whole book of Acts is about this one sentence right here. They go and they live it out. They, they gain knowledge, they learn, they fall in love with Jesus, but they go, this is it right here. This is what Freedom Church is built off of right here. The, the very first sermon was preached about this, and we it's my favorite passage in Scripture, because this church will be based on this, that we are to go and multiply. What if you have been planted and gone through the ringer so you can grow and multiply? Our purpose is, he said, go and make disciples. And he says, how are you going to do this? You will be my witnesses. In the Greek, in the Greek, that word witnesses is, is uh, translate. it's where we get our word martyr. Witnesses 
in Greek is where we get our word martyr from. And what does that word mean in the Greek? It, it is like someone who is on the stand in front of a judge who is telling the judge, this is what I've seen and this is what I've heard. A judge does not really give a rip about your opinions or your ideas. A judge wants to know, tell, give me the evidence. What have you seen and what have you heard? And Jesus gives them the mission and us the mission to tell people, God sightings. How have you seen God move in your life or somebody else's life this week? That's why we do that as a church on a regular basis. Tell me your God sightings. You are to go and be a witness of the things you have seen and heard God do in your life. And then, watch this, and we're going to close out with this. After saying this, this is in verse 9, I want to read through this. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. Now, I just read that, and you're like, we're just, oh yeah, Jesus ascended into heaven. No, think about this. This is Jesus, the risen Savior, miraculously ascending into heaven. It is mind-boggling. Mind what this what is happening and transpiring in this one verse. Like I can't even imagine it. I can imagine it, but I don't even know. And it says, as they strain to see him rising into heaven. Two white-robed men stood, suddenly stood among them. And it says, Men of Galilee, why are you standing here staring into heaven? And I feel like the angels could say the same thing to you and I. Okay? They said, Hey, when did, Jesus, is this the time when you're going to like take over the earth and, and, and install this earthly kingdom? And he's like, No, I'm about a spiritual kingdom. Get busy on that, all right? Get your eyes off of this and onto the spiritual thing. Now, Jesus is gone, and they're staring up to heaven, and the angels is like, we have a mission for you, the mission. Don't forget the mission. And for many of us, we have forgotten the mission. Our eyes are, come back, Jesus. This is crazy here. When are you coming? Just come back and save me now, Jesus. And our eyes are off the mission. I just want to go back to normal. Can we just go back to normal? I just want this, you know, like a reset button. And can we just, and your eyes are off the mission right now. Why are you staring off into heaven when you have work to do where you are planted right now? It is the time. It is the year to grow up. Men of Galilee, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken away from you into heaven. And yeah, he'll, he'll come back, but we got work for you to do right now. Someday he'll return from heaven and he'll go the same way. <laughs> he'll come, he'll return from heaven the same way we saw him go. Now watch this. These disciples, they believed. They returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives about a distance of a half mile. And watch this. And when they arrived in the upstairs room, they all got together. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas. These were, these were nobodies. These were not the, the high-ranking people. They were the outcasts, the last picked. And this, this is the crew. It says in verse 14, they all met together and were constantly united in prayer. United in prayer. Along with Mary, 
Mary was there, Jesus' mom. She was there the whole time. Several other women and the brothers of Jesus. And during this time, there was about 120 together in one place. And they got to work. About 120 united in prayer. And they're about to go on the journey of a lifetime. To grow up. To tell the next generation about everything they had seen and heard. To change the world. That was their mission. And I want to ask you the question that I started at the beginning. What do you want to tell the next generation about growing up in 2020? We have been handed the exact same mission, church, as the disciples. Jesus is gone. The Holy Spirit, he lives inside of you. As they stood in that room, united together in prayer, we are in that exact same position today. The same mission to go and make disciples. I really believe, I really believe that God wants to reach the world through you and I. Los Alamos is a unique town. The vision in this of this church is, is to go and make disciples, to be a growing church, to be an outward-focused church. We're not going to consume and know God. No, we're going to go and reach. We're going to tell people about what we've seen and what we've heard. And our strategy is called invest and invite. You invest in people. How? You just love them. They're not projects. You just love people. You don't judge them, you serve them, you give. And that's what this first church did. And that's what we're going to learn about in these coming weeks is this is what we do. And this is how we go. And this is how we grow. And we just in love on people. And when the time comes, you invite. So we're going to put this in, into practice. One, I'm not going to make any more announcements about this. So whoever comes, it, I want you to invite. But I don't want you just to invite. Like, don't just say, oh, yeah, hey, hey, hey. Um, or to announce, hey, we're going to be at Urban Park at 10 o'clock next Sunday. No, invite. Come with me. would love to have you come with me. Stay socially distanced from me. <laughs> but come. I would love to see your face. I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to pray for you. I, I don't know, but just invest and invite. And then we also have the host home advantage. We also have freedom at home during this time. What better way to get to know people than at home with others? Invite them into your home for a meal next Sunday. It, or, or, or maybe in the next week when we have church together and Ryan's there and he's going to teach us so much about how we can lead in this next season and reach this town. Maybe you say, hey, come over to my house and we're going to host at home. I mean, that's what we're doing this fall. Investing in relationships. Invest and invite to something bigger. And like I said before, this is not hype. This is hope because we have an empty tomb. And because there is an empty tomb, when they saw Jesus alive, having meals with them, they saw him rising to heaven. They know God is able. And so they went and they lived it out. These disciples believed. And I want you to believe too. I want you to grab onto something bigger this fall. No matter what 2020 has brought you, grab on. We serve a risen Savior. These disciples believed. And they changed the world. What if 
God wanted to change the world through you. Do you believe that for yourself? Do you believe that for the people around you? People in your home, in your school, in your workplace? Do you believe that God would want to change the world through them? Freedom, it happened before in the first century. That church grew up in the first century, and it's in our hands. I believe that it can happen again. Let's grow up together in 2020. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you for this church. That we serve a risen Savior. None of this is built on hype. Although I am hyped. I'm excited. I'm passionate about this. But there's an empty tomb. If there was no empty tomb, we would still be searching for a different Savior. No, you did it. You paid the price on the cross for my sin. For everyone's sin. You willingly sacrifice so you could have a relationship with us and you you want to see you want to work through us to go change the world the power the power of the holy spirit comes when we tell the power of the holy spirit will come upon you and you will tell people and be my witnesses everywhere god i want to see the power of god in my life whatever it is that you're doing and for some of you here right now god's speaking to you he's showing you what you need to do but some of you need to take that first step of faith Freedom, would you pray with me? Because this is a battle for the heart. This is a battle for the soul. And for some of you, he's calling to your soul right here and right now because you've never given your life fully surrendered to Jesus. To, you might have called yourself a Christian, but you know, you're like, I've never really followed Jesus. I've always followed myself. And today he's saying, hey, let's have a relationship together for the very first time. And you know he's calling you. He's calling you by name. And it's, it's not feelings or anything. It's grace is what you're feeling right now. It's his love when he's calling out your name. It's his forgiveness that he wants to give you when you say, I'm going to make you the Lord of my life. And we'll journey this thing together. Let's grow up together. That's what Jesus wants for you. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this. One, rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster, as well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you wanna partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's gonna get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.